0: You're listening to the no-name photo show it's not spouse approved it may or may not be safe for work we'll see and now here's your host brian matias and me sharky james so brian episode six
1: we have sex toppled our episode output
0: now after you get past the ones you know you can't look them
1: up that's not fair i We're found not doing i found a wikipedia entry called Tuple. i have tuples. I'm consecutively good through episode 31, and then it skips, for some reason, it skips from 31 to 40.
0: This is fascinating for people. They don't care.
1: They do care. This is, this they is don't. our thing. You see, now they don't, because you have to put it in their minds that they don't. I don't know why you have to do that. It's what I do. I know, Sharky, yeah, I know.
0: Let's tell people wh- what we're going to be talking about here on this episode.
1: Sure. So, th- this first one I'm kind of excited about, and it's, we're going to, the first topic is going to be about, is it feasible? Can you really get a I'm talking about a power editing workflow. I'm not talking about like opening up photos app on your phone. A power editing workflow going mobile. So, shooting with your DSLR, your mirrorless camera, working with raw files and that kind of stuff. Is that possible when you're traveling? And then we're going to go on to our second topic which is sharky is it really worth going into debt, you know, with gas, which is what sharky.
0: Gear acquisition
1: syndrome. That's right.
0: Or what you get after you eat some beans.
1: That's right, which is uh, the magical fruit. That's how it goes, right? Yeah. Okay. So with gear, you know, there's new lenses that come out. Even just a couple episodes ago, we were talking about some new lenses that Canon announced. Like, it's always this kind of, you know, almost like a gas FOMO, a gear acquisition FOMO. No, gear acquisition syndrome fear of missing out. I think you just coined something. Gas FOMO. Yes. All right. You heard it here first. I want a nickel every time someone uses it. So, Sharky. Have you ever let's just start with this simply have when you travel, have you ever just like left the laptop at home and said, you know what, I'm just going to go with my tablet and my computer and work that way. I'm sorry, my tablet and my camera and work that way.
0: Well, see, I unlike you, you know, you travel around the country, around the world for business and such and, and to do shoots. You have to have some sort of workflow. The last time that I traveled was with my daughter. We went to Chicago. This was back when we were living in Utah. And I actually produced, I think it was episode eight or nine of the Petapixel Photography Podcast. How's that? I got to plug in early.
1: It was smooth, though. It was really, really <laughs> that smooth. was
0: really smooth. That was like yeah. just natural right there. It was organic, as they say. I hate that. I brought my laptop with me and I brought my podcast gear. So it wasn't photo editing, but it was still, you know, a mobile workflow for me. But you want to talk but about that's the not, photography yeah, aspect. Just like, <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to relate here.
1: <laughs> no, what I'm talking. So yes, you travel somewhere for photography, not for podcasting. Although podcasting is worth it. That can you know we can certainly talk about that sometime. But
0: well, but back in the day when I was a photojournalist, I would have to go travel down to Phoenix, and I'd have to bring my laptop and edit uh, photos that I shot of games and such.
1: Well, actually, okay. So let's talk about that then. You know, you just were shooting a game uh, over the weekend, right? Let's say though, could you? Let's let's say you traveled for this game. Could you? feasibly knowing how fast you need to get images on the wire could you do it using a tablet and your camera i don't know
0: i haven't tried it so i honestly can't say but i do know that many have it's just it's not going to be ideal if you're under pressure if you're under a time deadline it's probably not the way to go because it's going to be, I think it's going to be slower. I don't think you're going to be able to get through, look how long it takes to edit or to just call photos in Lightroom, for instance. You know, obviously Photo Mechanic is what photojournalists have been using for many years to mm-hmm. speed call their photos. There isn't a version for the iPad and sure. such, you know, there's not an iOS version. So how would you do that? If you, If you're going out and I don't know, the Grand Tetons or somewhere and you're shooting a handful of photos, you could make it work. But if you're on deadline and you're shooting hundreds of photos, I don't think it's there quite yet. And it's going to be a speed thing. It's going to be transferring your photos, right? It's that you're just not going to be able to do it. If you're a working photojournalist, you're not going to be able to do it unless you're shooting a handful of photos
1: only. I like that. I think that's a, a really good, if we have to kind of um, split hairs or kind of categorize this, I think that's a really good way to do it in terms of speed versus simply in terms of being able to get the job done. And for me, you mentioned Grand Tetons and it's a combination of things, how this topic came to be in my mind. One, obviously a couple of days ago, Apple released publicly their iOS 11 update and their big thing there specifically with the iPad, a lot of people would argue that this update was more for the iPad than the iPhone is the kind of multitasking, uh, you know, more of that kind of uh, marriage of macOS and iOS. And so that they're trying to bring somewhat of a desktop class experience to the tablet. But the other thing is I am going to, not next week, the week after, Nicole and I are going to take a road trip to Grand Tetons and to um, Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado, because we're now approaching, we're kind of almost there in the kind of fall foliage kind of color photography season. And I'm hoping that the times that we go there, we're going to be their peak. But you bring up a really good point in terms of when I'm I'm going to shoot, I don't know, hundreds, maybe hundreds of photos. I'm not going to shoot 50 photos of the same trees. You know, I'll do four or five, you know, maybe a few different compositions and move on. So that's a really good point. <clears throat> the other thing that I noticed I saw last night was that company that makes Affinity Photo, which is a, tr- I don't know if you've ever used a Sharky.
0: Isn't it Serif? Or is Serif, yes, it's Serif, yeah.
1: thank you. I'm going to open up the App Store and, and I think they just actually released a Windows app not too long ago. But if you're looking, <laughs> if you're not really into going into the Adobe sandbox because you don't want to pay for um, a subscription model, but you still want the power of something like Photoshop with the tools for photographers, not for the much broader thing um affinity photo is something significantly worth considering considering and they are i think it costs like 50 bucks 49.99 in the u.s app store here they have a version for ios which i think is 1999 and they just updated it yesterday to take advantage of ios 11 stuff like dragging and dropping and some new tools so okay
0: dragging and dropping welcome to 2011
1: Well, listen again. They in iOS ten or iOS nine, they brought in that kind of split screen view, but you really couldn't do anything. They were like isolated experiences. Here now, you can drag things around. Uh, iOS ten support started supporting RAW, so you can, in theory, import. And I'm I'm kind of walking this through in my own head to see if there's something I can do. I'm kind of scared, Sharky. Like I, I kind of want to. Give it a shot, so that maybe in a future episode we can come back on this. It would make a good blog post or something. So I have the current the, the the current gen iPad, and it has two hundred fifty six gigs of RAM, and you can get it upwards of five twelve gigs. So people who make the argument that there is not enough storage, well, with the five twelve, unless you are shooting a ton of video as well, you really should be able to st- if you want to store those raw files sharky you should be able to do that right
0: yeah but is this the ipad pro or is this this
1: it's the ipad pro no it's the it's the it's the beefcake and
0: but um you know you should you're in nebraska so i was going to say you know go to somewhere bfe in, in nebraska and we shouldn't explain what that means but middle of nowhere in nebraska which is kind of redundant right I'm taking shots at Nebraska now. There goes our our three listeners. There, <laughs> two of whom are you and and your wife. But anyway,s <laughs> that's, that's, no, that's you, you might you might want to try this out. Go to next town over and just like I don't know, sit in the woods somewhere. Do you have woods in Nebraska? I don't know. And, and try this out. What is the culling experience going to be like? Going through 500 photos on an iPad is that going to be painful? You need to try that out.
1: I tried it out a while ago, and this is this is an interesting. I wanted to make this point earlier when you were talking about photojournalism and this and whether it could work. You kind of almost made the point for me, which I appreciate. It's not something that if you're considering this, our our wonderful audience, it's not something you want to do. Uh, what do they call it? Laboratory science, meaning like you're not doing this while you're on your trip. You probably will want to practice this, and and even just go outside and take a few. You don't have to go somewhere, take photos. But you're right, Sharky. That you just reminded me.
0: You could go to your living room. You don't have to go outside.
1: Yeah. You just need to get photos. Go to your
0: living room, pretend like
1: you're you're traveling.
0: You're (laughs) in the hotel
1: room. Oh, we're in the wild living room over here. Crikey. (laughs) That's my Australian Steve Irwin accent.
0: Oh, that was Australian. That sounded like, I don't know, Cincinnati (laughs) or something.
1: Go ahead. Okay. So, but I do remember I tried this in Cuba and when I went to Cuba in 2015, I wanted to do it, Sharky. I had every intention. I brought my tablet, but I also brought my laptop because I was just scared.
0: Did you bring your Mac or did you bring your Fidel? All right. Dad joke number one. I don't get it. Your Dell, oh, Fidel, Fidel oh my Castro. God, Fidel.
1: Sure. Okay. Dad joke number one.
0: I had to dig deep for that kind of level of stupid dad joke. All right. Go ahead.
1: You did it on the fly, which is really impressive. But I remember trying to get... Now, this was with iOS 9. And it was with an iPad. I don't know if it was an Air or Pro. And even though Apple had a Lightning to SD card adapter or dongle, it was USB 2.0 speed. So here you're, I, don't, I think it was the A7R2, which are massive files. Just the, the rate at which I was transferring them to the tablet was, it, it made it miserable. And so I know they've since changed it to a USB 3.0, which is more manageable. But I don't know. I might give it a shot to see because you're right.
0: You're going to have to give it 500 shots to be able to test it, I'm thinking.
1: I Dad think a few. Two. Yeah, I, I, you have one more, man. Where I think we're doing three
0: <laughs> per episode. I do as many. I'm going to do as many as as just come to me. <laughs> all right. No, but seriously, so, are you going to shoot how many? How many shots do you think you're going to shoot while you're gone?
1: Honestly, if I had to guess, so for the week, guess I would say I would shoot about five to six hundred frames.
0: So you're going to have five or six and you're not going to do them all at once. You're going to shoot something that night, check them out. So you might have like let's say a hundred photos. Ah, yes. So how long is it going to take? Look at it, Lightroom. It takes forever to just go from a photo to the next photo, just with arrowing between them. What's that like on the iPad Pro?
1: I know that if I remember correctly, I believe it works off of the JPEG preview when you're doing that kind of stuff. The the raw is there.
0: That would be how you would do it. That makes sense.
1: So in that case, for general culling, for if you do, if you're into keywording and metadata like stars and colors and stuff like that, you know that should be fine. I do worry though about the whole editing process and the share, not the sharing process as much, but you know, here I have a, an iMac 27 inch iMac color calibrated. I use a X-Rite, I one display pro I've used one of them for years. And I know that what I'm working on here is there's color fidelity within reason. It's not like I have one of those shades around. I'm not, it's not a commercial shoot. I don't need. Hey, Fidel, a T happy accident. All right, go ahead audience i'm so sorry so the the point is i know apple touts their how punchy their colors are and their contrast is their blacks are really deep and all that stuff is great but you know when you're editing a i think you're editing a jpeg unless you're in lightroom or snapseed yes if you're if you use like snapseed for example that'll actually let you work on the dng file
0: i think sometimes you're editing it, it, listen, it maps it to the original file. So you might be working with the JPEG, but it applies that to yes. the raw file.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I might do a Sharky, you know, and I would love the audience to, you know, those who are listening, go on, go on social or send us a message through our site at nonamephotoshow.com. Let us know if you've done that, because I would love to know if someone and I'm not talking again. I'm not talking about taking photos with your iPhone or transferring your photos wirelessly from your camera to your, you know, not working on JPEGs. I'm talking about as if you had a laptop. You're the same basic fundamentals. You're transferring raw files over, you're culling, you're keywording, you're editing, and you're sharing. I want to know if anyone's done that.
0: All right, you're going to do this now. You got it. I mean- it,
1: listen, I know. Oh, you, man, you, I think I shot you, myself.
0: You you have to. And so it might be a little bit painful, but that's okay because it's a blog post and you can get back to us and just let us know what it's like. You'll know whether or not to do it in the future, right? Yeah. Whether I mean, you're, you're going to have to bring a laptop. And you have a laptop?
1: Yeah, I have a 15-inch, the current gen MacBook Pro. Uh, with the Aren't smartphone. you fancy with all this current everything? Listen, I mean, I do a lot of work. You know, you, I do a lot of writing and a lot of times I need to get out of the house. And so I want to go to a coffee shop or something and that laptop, or if I travel somewhere, you know, where I need my laptop, you know, and then that's something, if there are specific apps that you need, let's say you're just huge into Plotograph or something. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if there is an iOS app for that, but anyway, uh, one last thing I want to talk about before we switch to the next topic is in terms of storage, we touched on this. Yes, I have 256 gigs of storage. I'd say right now I have maybe hundred gigs free. In theory, that could work, but Fortunately, there are ways to, I know that Apple has never, ever put expandable storage on board on their devices. Like there's no micro SD cards um, on the iPhone or the iPad, but you can get hard drives like external drives, travel drives that have little Wi-Fi radios built in. Um, There was this one cool product called Narbox, which I'll link in the show notes. And we do have show notes now on, if you go to any of our episodes on nonamephotoshow.com, you'll see show notes with links to products and stuff. So it's this product called Narbox, G-N-A-R-B. BOX. And this thing looks interesting. It basically is a hard drive that you can connect, uh, you can insert different uh, cards directly into, and it'll back up directly. But it also has USB ports and it has, I think, Wi-Fi. I think. Yeah, it does have Wi-Fi. So you can connect your iOS device or your Android device remotely. The problem that I always found with this, and this is really frustrating, is if i think it comes only at 128 gigabytes and i'm looking at it right now
0: but that's gonna be good enough while you're traveling
1: i don't know man that's another question i want to ask yeah it's 128 gigabytes like are you kidding me for 300 that's i mean there's got
0: to be a reason i mean they're not cranking out like millions of these so
1: no this was actually i think this was a kickstarter it started as a kickstarter and they've moved on now to being retail but i just i don't know like 128 gigabytes is not enough for me i'm sorry Like even my iPad's 256 gigs. The thing about it, one, I have one SD card that's 128 gigabytes. So if I fill that up, what happens?
0: It'll be interesting to see how this actually works out for you. If you're shooting a limited number of photos, then you're probably, you could make it work. But if you're, especially if you're on deadline, it's not going to happen. Not yet, not anytime soon. It's going to come down to speed and hard drive space and being able to move those files around. If you can't move those files around very quickly, you're going to hate life all of a
1: sudden. Do you remember back in the day Epson used to make those? They they were the size of like a, a, I don't know, like a little book. With a display, a really low-res
0: yep. display. You pop the card in, you'd offload your files. It was like an M three hundred or an M something like that. Yeah,
1: like or P three thousand.
0: And they kind of worked, kind of didn't.
1: Oh yeah, and it was an it was a regular optical drive, not an SSD, so it was like slow, fragile, and, and fragile. All right, just struck. Yeah, how about you know I introduced topic one. Uh, it's only you know it would be chivalrous of me because I do love you to allow you to introduce topic two.
0: All right, so for our second not, topic, not awkward, is- not awkward. Not that was a great transition is whether or not it's worth going into debt to not just not to be a photographer, but going into debt to buy all this new gear. That was my thinking. And then your spin on it was how much gear do you actually need? Right like for real, like I try to keep as slim of a kit as possible. You know, I've got a Sony a6000 and then, uh, you know, but I still have the 70 to 200 F4 that I need to sell. I've been threatening to sell that forever. I've got my Nikon system, which I was going to sell, but now I'm going to keep because there's stuff that I have advertiser related. Uh, Photix, we just took on as an advertiser. photixus US, dot com. Use Petapixel twenty, I think it is. Yeah. And you get twenty percent off. Had to throw that in there. But uh so I have to have a Nikon system that I'm running, and then I've got my Fujifilm X T two, which I love. But I have just one lens for that. I know how to get to other lenses if I need to. Which lens? It's the uh eighteen to fifty five F two point eight to F four.
1: All right, so that's a good utility lens. That's just kind of like a utility player.
0: When I want or need something that's longer than that, a zoom, especially lens, I can rent it. I know people that have Fujifilm lenses, so I can get to them if I need to. So your argument is how much gear do you need? Do you keep a slimmed down system and then rent the things you need or borrow the things you need from someone else? Or do you just go buy it all and go into debt? So what's your thinking on that?
1: I mean, it's a really interesting one because I am not the right person to ask in terms of
0: well, I'm I so have, glad I asked you then.
1: Well, just because, <laughs> again, if you go to go to episode four of on Photoshow.com in the show notes, I posted photos uh, because what's on my sh- gear shelf pick was the Fast Track system. No, or was that yours? I don't remember.
0: That was one, mine. That Thanks was for sharp. jacking that. No, that was <laughs> mine.
1: See, at least I, I remembered. So At least but you I took,
0: referenced the one other co-host. Go ahead. Exactly,
1: exactly. It was Sharky's pick. But I posted photos with my gear. And if you look at it, it's definitely a problem. I have way too many lenses. Now, admittedly, I didn't necessarily buy every one of those lenses, you know.
0: Yeah, well, so you're a Zeiss ambassador, so you have to have a decent amount of Zeiss lenses. Yeah, they're pricier than your average lens, but they're worth it because the quality is great. But yeah. so how many lenses do you figure you have and how many bodies? Just like, and you don't have to say which ones and whatever, yeah, but yeah, how yeah. many bodies, how many lenses?
1: I have, I think, four. I, I just got a Sony a nine yesterday. So I think I have five camera bodies and I have,
0: how many hands do you, how many eyes do you have <laughs> in hands? <laughs> how many pairs of shoes? I can tell my wife, how many, you only have two feet. How many shoes do you
1: really need? I know. But, and then that right there, we're not, we're not touching shoes and people's predilection. That's to a whole shoes. different show. <laughs> That's touching shoes. Go ahead, show. But I will be selling, I have two a seven R Mark two. So I'm going to be selling one of them to kind of finance or at least, you know, offset offset much better word thank you offset the cost of the a9 my cameras are somewhat purpose-driven so uh this the camera that's recording right now the show that's an a7s
0: and that's all sony cameras they're all purpose-driven they're not like Right. The A9, you could say, is maybe a do-everything kind of camera. But, you know, you got the A7S Mark two, That's a low-light beast. You got the A7R Mark II. That's for high resolution. Right. You got the A9, which they say is for sports. But you need some sports lenses. So get on that, Sony.
1: Right. And so from the camera's perspective... You know, I I do have an a6300, which I might, the thing is when it comes to gear, depending, especially if it's camera technology, there comes a point where there's a, there's a certain point of diminishing returns because whether you use the camera or not, if it's sitting on your shelf, it's depreciating in value. Uh, And I know this because I actually had to deal with this from my business. You're
0: testing that right now. Well, it's
1: it's true. Like my Well, I my,
0: am too. I've got lenses I need to sell that I that just my Sigma 120 to 300 28. It's a $3600 lens or you know, that's how much I paid for it. That's just sitting around. And same with that Sony 70 to 200 F4 sitting around. I'm not using it.
1: But I'd argue that lenses have a different level of depreciation and they, in fact, I would say they hold their value much much better than the camera because the camera, I mean, the technology gets outdated every year whereas Listen, as long as you take care of your lens, you know, you don't keep it in humid conditions. It doesn't have like fungus growing on it and it's not, the body's not wrecked. And uh, of course, the front and rear optics are devoid of, of scratches. I'm a fun guy, by the way. What do you mean a
0: fun guy? Fun, not a fungi, A fun guy. Go ahead. Oh my God. Dad joke. I don't know. I'm not keeping track anymore. You know, some <laughs> people are going to hate this. Some people are like, "I can't wait till he says something stupid again."
1: Yeah, people will go on Twitter <laughs> and they encourage you. And I'm like, "Don't feed the animals. Um, Make Brian nuts." Go yeah. ahead. No, so so the the point is, with cameras, there is a point at which where I, I'm like, you know what? Do I really need to sell this? Like, how much would I get for it? Whereas we talk again, brought this up, I think in episode three or four, where you can repurpose. Of you, in fact, you have to. You could invest a little bit more money and convert it to an infrared camera or use it, you know, just have it propped up somewhere and do time lapses. That's for my cameras, for my lenses, way too much Sharky. I have way too many, way too many lenses. How I have, many? Maybe 14 or 15.
0: See, that's a lot of lenses. Yeah. Now, so what you were saying sparked a, a, a thought. Okay. And th- this time, not a dad joke, surprisingly. You know D- who David Hobby is, of course, Strobus.com. Yeah, sure. Strobist. If you want to learn about lighting, I mean- Yep go through lighting 101, 102, and you might not be a ninja master of lighting, but you will understand everything there is to know. And that's a bonus tip right there. I don't know if he originated this saying you date your bodies and you marry your lenses. Oh, I love it. I love it. Which also is illegal in most states, By the way, <laughs> I'm going to recycle that joke because I could. Hey, but you no, know what? It's I thought, true. I thought you,
1: earlier you were going to use that when I said when Apple's trying to marry macOS to iOS, I actually, I seriously thought you were going to use that joke.
0: I was, and I passed on it.
1: All right, but this is But I I, I used
0: it about 10 minutes later. Okay. Go ahead. But it's true, though. So bodies are very transitory. It's not like back in the day. Back in the day, you know, I'm almost 47. You're in your upper 30s or so. Mm -hmm. I look younger. You look older. That's worth watching the video for right there. We're just, he's a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Sharky. You're welcome. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) love you, brother. I love you, too. Back in the day, you could have a body and you still can. The cranky film guy still have those bodies for decades. Yep. And it's going to take photos just like it did 30, 40 years ago, as long as it's in decent working order, because you were putting film through it. These yeah. days, you know, you get there's the there's you want more megapixels. You want better megapixels. You want frame. Focus rates. peaking. You want all that kind of stuff. Video yep. I mean, this whole different yeah. thing. And so, so you should maybe I would argue If you're going to do anything, have more lenses than bodies. I think most people have that, so maybe have you know. May, may, if you have two bodies, that's probably one too many. No, that's probably you're probably good. Yeah, unless you're a professional photographer or you have a lot of money, it's not worth going into debt for. As far as the lenses goes, do you need a seventy to 200, two eight and a twenty four to seventy and you know uh, the fourteen to twenty four, the Trinity as they call them. There's all kinds of different tr- this Trinity, that Trinity. Right, Fro calls it the Hebrew Trinity. But do you need all three of those 2.8 lenses and spend, I don't know, between them, you'd probably spend like eight or nine grand. Or could you get away with like a 100 to 400 Tamron or Sigma or whatever? And do you need a fast f2.8? Everyone's like, oh, I need f2.8. I'm not I'm not a pro. I'm not a real photographer, in air quotes here, if I don't have a 2.8 lens. Look at the Nikon 70 200 28 The current one is... more than Tamron's 7200 28G2. I've used both. They're both great. The Nikon might be a little bit better, but not enough that anyone's going to notice. And is it $1,300 better? I argue it's not.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's at that point, I think there's a a little bit of um, diminishing returns. No, no, no. Like the Nikon Tamron, like having a Nikon lens versus a Tamron lens and uh, I don't know. It's a really with lenses, it's a tough one. For instance, with this again the Grand Tetons trip, I have resolved to just take the Trinity. So, yeah. in addition to the A9 that I just got yesterday, I also ordered the new 16 to 35 f2.8 G Master lens from Sony. That now goes now I have the I have the Trinity of G Masters. I have the 16 35 2.8, the 24 2.8 and the 70 to 2.8. I had 1635F, actually, no, I still have the 1635F4, which I'm going to sell. I sold the 2470F4 and I sold the 7200F4. The, and and the funny thing is with that is that when Sony came out with their A7s, on one hand, you had this huge kind of cadre of people who were lauding them for having a smaller, lighter camera system and lens system. But then invariably, once the pros really started catching on, they're like, well, where are our two eights? Like you said, where are our two eights? And so- Sony. It took them a couple of years to get their lens lineup really mature. Now they have for those th- primary lenses. They also do have that a 12 to 24, 12 to 25 F4, but I ended up going with the 1635 2.8 because 12 to me is just too wide. And that's another topic, how wide is too wide. But I don't know, man, I go back and forth because there was a phase where I only wanted to shoot primes. And again, like you said, I'm a Zeiss ambassador, so they provided me with all the bodice lenses and the Loxio lenses. I have these lenses, these prime lenses here. I didn't spend a penny on. So let's just kind of put things into perspective. But yeah, so so the point is that I don't know. It's re- it, I have a really hard time kind of putting a hard opinion. Like if I ha- if you put a gun to my se- head and said you need this is you have to tell people what they need, I would say okay. Ideally, two bodies because. If you're traveling, it's always nice to have a backup camera. I'm always, I always have two bodies with me. Well, like
0: David Hobby also says, if you're like for if you're a photojournalist or a wedding photographer, and you're you have one body and it goes down, you're no longer a photographer. That's
1: right. That's exactly right. (laughs) Did you see? Did you see the article? on a, a, a New York City photographer, he left his backpack on the New York City train with the only copy of the wedding photos he had just shot, and poof, gone. I want to cover that
0: beyond beyond words. And I've got about that. We'll cover that in it. We should cover that in another episode. Yeah, sure. Uh,
1: But, uh, but he's definitely not a wedding photographer anymore. Um, At least not until he gets his stuff back. So I would say two bodies uh, and a, um, uh, the Trinity, if you had to pick lenses, I would go. And whether it's the F4 or the 2.8, whether it's on brand or off brand, Um, I I, I think a 1635 or, you know, a, a 12 to 25, a 2470 and a 7200, that gives you a really nice, gives you pretty much the full operating focal distance that you need. And then you can always get a teleconverter if you need to go even longer. That and you can always rent, of course. And you can rent. You can borrow, like you said. I think you know, borrowing is is kind of one of those weird things between friends. But if you can
0: right. rent, use borrow lenses. My sponsor on the Petapixel Photography Podcast. Smooth.
1: What's the code?
0: Well, it depends on when there. Someone hears this, it's getting the codes running out at the end of September. So go to lensshark.com slash deals, and then you'll have the current offer code. But you know, the whole trip, the Trinity is going to cost you like eight, nine thousand bucks, maybe ten thousand or more. Yep. Yep. That, that's a lot of money for most people. Yep. And not everyone's a professional photographer. Not any, everyone's a Zeiss ambassador like yourself or writing about things and getting paid for that. I would argue that if you had, you know, like the 100 to uh, 300 or whatever, Nikon or Canon or whatever, that for most things, you're probably good. If you don't need to shoot at F2.8, you can get away with F4, F5, 6 or so. You're probably going to be okay. It depends on, on what you're going to need to do. If you're professional, as you make money, you will get the better glass. It's a pride thing. It's a you know you might need more speed because maybe you haven't updated your body in a while, so you can't shoot as high ISO as you want. You're gonna improve at, over time, but don't go into debt. Don't go. Okay, I'm gonna be a photographer now. I'm gonna go drop twenty grand on my yeah. credit cards because it's gonna take you a long time to make if that ever. back. So it's just if ever. So yeah. it's just it's just not worth it. So yeah, don't anyway, put the cart think- in front of the horse. Exactly. I think we beat this topic. We'll probably we'll hit this again. I'm sure. Yeah. In the future, sure, because it, it, it people just just don't do it. Don't go into debt. Buy only what you need. It'll be there on Amazon when you need it.
1: Mm-hmm. You and probably rent. for cheaper if you wait. You could probably find higher chance of finding it used. Exactly. Right, Sharky, what's on your lens? Oh, what's on your lens?
0: What's on my lens? <laughs> what's on well, your lens? I don't want to know a, what's on your there's lens. There's a smudge. I need to clean. <laughs> no one. No one wants to know spots. what's on your lens. What's right. on your shelf? What's on my shelf, you ask? Gear shelf. What's on yeah. my shelf? What's on my gear shelf is a lens cap, but not just any lens cap. It says Nikon on it, so it must be better. No, I'm just kidding. That's just a. That was just a a a joke. Yeah, that was just a very stupid one, but it but very philosophical at the same time. No, what's on my shelf is the Black Rapid Sport Breathe Series strap. I've been using Black Rapid R straps for probably close to ten years or so these new ones they have, and I hadn't been to their website in, in forever, and they have a ton of them, just like Lensbaby. They've got they've got more products than I originally remember. But uh, this is different. It's not straight. It's curved a little bit, so it kind of contours around your shoulder. The hardware is better. It's breathable. That's the name, you know, sports breathe series, and it's moisture wicking. So it's not going to, you know, if you're out in uh, warmer conditions and we're getting, this is so timely as we're heading into, uh, October here soon. But, uh, what, you know, if you're, if you've got a strap on you and it's contacting with your body, you're going to get all sweaty and stuff. And that's just, you know, yeah, that's never cool, fun. but yeah, not fun at all. So yeah. this is more breathable, thus the breathe name. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's got the, the Brad, their Brad thing that goes across so you can keep it in place. It goes under your armpit. Armpit strap was probably not the best name for it. So they called it Brad. I don't know who this Brad guy is, but can they, can you,
1: does that support like a, you know, double, you know, on both sides. So if you want to have two cameras or is that an entirely separate product?
0: I think you can, I think you can get, uh, there's a left. I know that th- this is the right uh, side version. There's a left side version as well. Or for lefties, this one actually goes on your left. If you're a righty, I believe. And th- so I know there's a, a lefty version and a righty version, and then there's uh, things that connect them together. So yes, you can do that. And this, you know, the the materials, they've made this out of better materials. They keep improving, as you might expect. And the hardware where it attaches to your camera, you know, it dangles upside down. A lot of people are a little nervous about having their camera dangling, but they've improved things. The locking knob, the barrel used to spin quite freely. Also, to go along with that, they have the Black Rapid tether kit, which I invented, by the way. They, they don't know that. This is the first they're hearing of this. I invent all the obvious stuff, like a strap that you can attach to another strap. <laughs> For the paranoid, you can get the tether kit. And that goes in the little eyelet parts of your camera. And then that attaches underneath. So if something does go wrong, which it's unlikely to, there's at least that as a backup. Yeah, it's so, just a safety mechanism. Yeah. So the Black Rapids Sports Series, the Breathe Sports Series, I, you know, like a lot of people used regular camera straps and it weighed down on my neck and that just caused a lot of problems. As soon as I went to a black rapid R strap, that was gone. That was that was great. So they've probably helped so many people and chiropractors are probably really upset with them because <laughs> they got they got rid of a lot of camera, you know, neck related problems for a lot of photographers. And it's definitely worth the investment. And it's just nice having your camera to your side and, and you can lock it in place. It's just I don't know. I d I can't say enough great things about Black Rapid Straps and, cool. and the company. They're just great.
1: Awesome. I like it. What's on your shelf? What's on my shelf is actually, so I am going to Photo Plus Expo in New York City in about a month from now. You know, you go there and you, for me, I, I've been to that show, I don't know how many times, you know, working at On One, working at Google and at Wacom, you go to all these trade shows and you get to meet people, but you, you know, you get to see all your old friends, but you meet a lot of new people. And so for me, I just, I realized, oh man, I don't, uh, I don't have updated business cards. And, it's something yes in 2017 business cards still are kind of like really really used um people just aren't sending each other like you don't just give someone your phone for them to enter your contact info and so i ordered new business cards and i went with moo uh moo.com so that's these are my business this is kind of like i ordered 150 of them but for me it's just it was really nice because I like to design my own stuff and I'm actually working on a whole thing on the importance of branding. And so if you're watching the video, this is kind of one side of the, I have my logo on one side and I have my kind of sub logo on the other with my contact information. So, so um, I got these, these are the kind of, I think the cotton series and they just feel really good. It's, it's I know it's kind of weird for, in know, for a photography podcast to talk about business cards, but if you are going, first of all, if you're going to photo plus, uh, make sure you tweet out to me and let me know if you're going to be there. Sharky, I wish you were going to go. We'll, we'll have to do that because I want to do some live episodes at shows. But
0: We will at some point, I'm sure. But for right now, I'm stuck in Potatoville.
1: It's all good. It's all good. We still love you. But anyway, so Moo.com, I don't have any, uh, you know, if you do a Google search for, for Moo discounts, they always have some sort of discount. I think I got um, 30% off this order and uh, I got 150 cards. I think it was like uh, 70 bucks and just really nice paper stock.
0: Are these the ones, I think we talked about them on, on my show and on Petapix, so are these the ones that are made of, like, recycled shirt material? Yes.
1: Yep. Yep. Okay. Exactly yep and it just it feels really good um so you know, all
0: those cleveland indians won the world series uh exactly. last year things instead of exactly. showing up in like in in zambia or nambia or something nambia, you know, yeah, some nambia. nambia. very good no, maybe all the kids all the kid. the old joke was all the kids in africa think that the cubs won the world series a long time ago and it was you know so yeah so now they're now they're making cards Cards out of them
1: yeah and, and the thing the cool thing is if you're like me and you like to design uh Moo provides a photoshop psd template so So you just download it and put it into Photoshop and then you can kind of, you know exactly where to position your text layers and your graphic layers and make sure that it just, so this came out absolutely perfectly. And so yeah, Moo.com, like Moo like the cow.
0: And then so for people that might have forgotten this, this is the same company that, they make those square business cards, right? And you can have a different photo of yours on every card. So that's a great thing to do. Good pick, good pick.
1: Thank you, Sharky. Right back at you. All right, so I'd say we could uh, put a fork in it. It's done. It is done. Well, uh, again, great show. Yeah.
0: Is that what you're going to say? at the end of every show you're like great show i'm like if we do say so ourselves it's become a thing and And i just messed it up i just did both parts so we don't need brian is what we figured out here no
1: but here's where you would need me is because i need to tell everyone how they can get more episodes and subscribe just go to no nonamephotoshow.com we've mentioned it a few times during the show uh all the episodes are there show notes are there links are there and uh if you haven't subscribed be sure to hit the we're on itunes we're on google play we're on You know, through RSS, if you're in your favorite podcatcher, as uh, Sharky has told me to say, use the contact form uh, to let us know what you think if there's a topic you are interested in and definitely shout out at us um, on social.
0: And not a lot of people know this, but if you're in the podcast app, for instance, on iOS, you can click the show graphic. It'll flip around and the show notes are right there and the links are clickable. So if you want to go to the various products that we talk about, Or whatever you can click you don't have to go to necessarily no name photo show.com you can do that all right there in the app and it'll just launch your browser on your phone or your ipad or whatever let's clap it out let's do it all right ready one two that might or may not have been perfect those are the only two options we're just going to do the one this time let's just roll with it all right
1: Thanks so much for listening to the No Name Photo Show. Sharky and I would be thrilled if you would subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using and tell a friend. So how about we do this again in the next episode? Yeah, let's do that.